Check it out. Welcome to Top of the Class. Hear from education experts and get insights from high achievers to learn how you can do the same. Get into those top schools. Ready? Proudly presented by Crimson Education, the world's leader in university admission support. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Top of the Class podcast. I am absolutely delighted to be chatting with a longtime Crimson associate. I'm going to call you a Crimson associate in some way, shape or form. Uh, Harry Melsop. Harry, welcome to the show. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, I've, I've sort of been affiliated with Crimson for a wee while in a couple of different capacities. I uh, did my undergrad degree at Stanford, and when I kicked off there, I spent a bit of time working um, in tutoring and extracurricular consulting with Crimson. When I finished my undergraduate degree, uh, which was in computer science, uh, I started a master's degree, which I'm finishing up at the moment, also in computer science, but I've returned to Crimson to work as vice president of product there. So uh, I work on uh, with our product team and I work with uh, an exciting new company actually that joined the Crimson ecosystem called Revision Village. And uh, that's kind of what I do at the moment. Today, we're talking about a couple of different things. Number one, uh, we're going to talk about the Uber Hackathon, which is a super cool uh, competition that we're we're running at the moment and a really great opportunity for students. So we'll give some background on that. And then, of course, getting into the fact that you did your undergrad at Stanford in computer science, you're now doing your master's, you're about to graduate from your master's in a month. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. So uh, you're you're like a, a Stanford. What, what's the color of Stanford or the mascot of Stanford, the Cardinal or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like a cardinal through and through, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Nice, nice. Okay, well, yeah, we'll get into that uh, soon as well. As I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, your assumptions or um, kind of what you thought you would get coming into Stanford and, you know, your experience and, and what you feel like you've gotten out of the experience. And also like the whole idea of doing a master's after uh, your undergrad, because I think a lot of people would say that after doing an undergrad at Stanford, you probably wouldn't need to do a master's. So what you're thinking behind that was um, kind of a long-term pathway. But anyway, Uber Hackathon, let's talk. So give us a couple of a general overview of what this whole thing's about. Yeah. So, you know, just to kick off, we could talk a little bit about maybe what the competition is. Yeah. And in general, it's the product of a partnership between Uber and Crimson Education, which is super exciting. Um, we all know we all know Uber, um, super you know fantastic tech company, very inspiring engineering work going on there, and uh, lots of fantastic opportunities at place. So this, the hackathon specifically, it's the world's first ever virtual global hackathon for high school students. Um, so for for students aged thirteen through eighteen, um, and it consists of a series of regional and global events where aspiring software developers, programmers, designers future tech entrepreneurs can come together to solve real world problems with a combination of technology and also creativity. Um, and so in general, kind of how it's going to work, um, students are going to come together, they're going to work in teams to create innovative solutions to a variety of modern problems. We have a couple of different themes that we can discuss. Um, but so whether or not they're creating an app or developing software, the overarching goal really is to just come up with a solution that blows the competition away. Well, wow, there you go. What a pitch. Uh, well, it's a shame I'm I'm neither 13 nor 18. I actually turned 
35 yesterday for the podcast listeners who are interested in how old is Alex? Well, there you go. Ancient, I think, is the way to describe it. I mean, even if you were to plus the 13 and 18, you'd still be 10 years away from where I am at the moment. No, seven years. Gosh, my maths. You can say I didn't do computer science. But yes, so it's an awesome competition. And I know that Uber got involved because a couple of uh, my CGA, my Crimson Global Academy colleagues are ex-Uber uh, AJ and Karen, some of our you know, heads of marketing there, and you know they were uh, leading the charge at Uber there for a while too. So I'm going to guess they had a big role in kind of pulling this together. Yeah, I'd imagine that's right. I mean, it's been a big team effort across mm-hmm. the business. Um, you know, getting a partnership with a company as influential as Uber and as global as Uber um, has been a big challenge. But yep, they've been a big part of that. We've had a number of other fantastic team members who've been working really, really hard to pull this all together and. Uh, I think we're all really excited to, to see it finally take place. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for students who are, I guess, uninitiated to what exactly a hackathon is, what are your experiences with hackathons? Have you ever been in one or what do you see this particular hackathon being? Like, can you describe or the definition of hackathon? Sure. Yeah. So, look, I mean, in general, a hackathon is kind of an event. Um, it's typically a weekend. Historically, they've been in person. This is a big change to that but it'll be a variety of students, engineers, designers, anybody who's interested in innovative solutions to real problems come together. Um, They come together to to work on brand new projects, um, to meet new people, um, to learn new technologies. Um, And there'll typically be a couple of themes that the hackathon focuses on. So like common ones uh, and, and hackathons that I've participated in in the past would be Things like artificial intelligence, applied artificial intelligence, um, healthcare, um, those kinds of areas. Um, mm. And indeed, you know, with this Uber Global Hackathon, we have got five themes in that kind of vein as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a general summary. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I know a couple of the, the themes there. By the way, for students interested, we're going to put all the links in the show notes. So please check out the Global uh, Uber Hackathon. But uh, I know the five themes are crypto, Web3. These are all very interesting, cutting-edge stuff, by the way. I love this practical AI, finance, climate preservation, and global health. That are some very cool themes there that I think majority of, what is it, Gen Z now would be like all over. Like those things um, are very tantalizing to young minds, I'm sure. And then the Uber Hackathon is split into two different categories, the coding hackathon and the UX design and product development. So can you explain a little bit about that and which student should go for which? Yeah, and so I think this is an important differentiator that really sets this hackathon apart from several others. Um, we wanted to, to blend um, accessibility so we could have students from all sorts of different backgrounds who really want to come together um, and create awesome solutions, um, while also really going deep into a variety of these different areas. So as you mentioned, we've got these two categories. Um, one of them is the coding hackathon. Um, so this is sort of a very classic hackathon format um, where, you know, you could bring some basic computer science and programming experience to the table. Um, you may have participated in a hackathon before. You might have been self-taught. You might have taken some computer science classes, but you come together and you work um, on, on what's likely an engineering-oriented problem, and you build out a really cool solution to that. And the second piece that we have is this UX design and product development um, category. And you know, this is for students who, who might not have that past coding experience, or maybe they're just more passionate about user experience, design, product development, or just would like, tr- like to try their hand at that. Mm. And uh, mm. I'm personally really excited about um, this particular piece. 
Uh, it's not something that you often see in other hackathons, but it is really, really important um, because that user experience and that product development, product management skill set is something that is often not really taught directly. Um, it's yeah. hard to get experience in that kind of area, but it's really crucial when you're thinking about developing a solution that's actually impactful for other people in the real world. Yeah, 100%. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, coding programs targeted towards students being like, oh, learn to code, learn to code, but very little time given to UX design or product development, which is like, uh, you know, students can definitely get an insight into this when they are, you know, 13, 14 years old. And, it, you know, it sounds like a very professional pathway and coding somehow has been equated with, you know, a high school thing to do. But you can still get like a really great insight through a competition like this into UX design and product development for sure. Now, we also have to mention the prizes, uh, an internship with Uber and cash prizes are on offer, uh, which are fantastic. And I think an internship with Uber, you know, cash prize, always good. We, we love cash prizes. I think we've got more details about exactly what cash prizes on the website. But uh, an internship with Uber, how do you think something like that could change the course of a student's experience at school and kind of university choices? Well, look, I mean, it's a great question. You know, I think having the kind of experience working with a company that operates at that scale, that is this innovative as, as Uber is, um, you know, you'd learn some fantastic skills from interacting with the people that make a beast like that tick. Mm. Um, and of course, you, you know, that kind of experience is not just important for your own personal development, but it's important for future opportunities that you might be looking to land as well. It's a great sign of credibility. You'd be looking to, you, you know, you're working with and learning from these kinds of really inspiring people. Um, and that's obviously going to set students up really well for any kind of future endeavor that they might be looking at. Yeah, 100%. Well, for the students who are interested, uh, there are three rounds, a regional qualifier round, a regional final, and a global final where students will give live presentations to a panel of judges. Um, so it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. It is for students who are really keen to dedicate some time to this. And I think the more time you dedicate to it, the more you'll get out of it. Uh, but yes, definitely check out the link in the show notes. We've got a early bird. Uh, registration fee is only US $15, but the early bird closes on May 18th. So if you register before then, you'll get 50% off. And the other major thing that I love that you know we do in this kind of hackathon is that there is participant exclusive workshops. And having a look at past competitions that we've done like Tiger Global Case Comp, the workshops are amazing and a really great opportunity to, you know, if you don't really know much about product dev or know much about coding, but you're interested in it, you don't really know why you're interested in it, but you're interested in it, the uh, the workshops can really help you to clarify that, learn more. And I think that's the value. That's you know, a huge part of the value anyway. So 100% would recommend the workshops alone. Um, and of course, you know, having that experience working with with friends from around the world on the, uh, oh, and by the way, you don't need to have a team, right? Like you can be paired up with other students if you don't have anybody else in your class interested, right? That's absolutely right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a huge thing as well. So get involved, students. I want to be able to interview the winners of the Uber Global Hackathon in a few short months. But I'd love to get into a little bit more about your experience at Stanford because you're a Kiwi originally. How many students in your year level school type of thing were aiming for something like Stanford computer science or was like the general feeling when you got in like this huge surprise from everybody in your friendship circle? 
Yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, I think at the high school that I went to, um, there were a handful of students who were looking at, at going abroad for university, whether that meant Australia, probably the most common, or to the US or to the UK. I think, you know, for me personally, I've been really interested in technology for a long time. I was a self-taught programmer. I had, you know, built apps and, and done all that kind of stuff in the past. And so for me, setting my sights on Silicon Valley in a school like Stanford was uh, something that I I guess I did independently of, of uh, you know, what the, maybe the norm was um, at, at my high school. Um, yeah, it was certainly a big surprise to, to and a, well, you know, a good surprise to get in. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a fantastic experience. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would love to get into that kind of understanding of what you were thinking Stanford would be for you and what it has been for you. Obviously, like, I think students who are in high school at the moment have these ideas in their head, either based on YouTube videos or movies or TikToks or whatever, as to what college life is and what they're likely to get out of that experience. And now here are you, uh, Stanford Cardinal through and through, as we were discussing, just about to graduate your master's. Um, Are you able to kind of compare those two things, the reflections looking back and then a younger Harry when he was looking forward and whether or not those two things matched up or not? Yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing that I've been doing some reflection on as I come to the end of this uh, this period anyway. Um, you know, I think when you're in high school, or at least for me, when I was in high school thinking about what the next step was, I was looking at um, a lot of different factors. Um, one of them was, you know, the kinds of programs that I was interested in, what schools were offering, um, the most compelling programs, um, the most sort of highly rated programs where I could learn from really fantastic faculty and have really great opportunities after graduation, be in the right sort of area to to kind of like, you know, set roots down, if that kind of makes sense, in Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley and that kind of industry. I was also looking at, uh, you know, just what I thought the overarching experience might be like, sunny kind of California, um, you know, all of that kind of, uh, you know, preconception that you have. Looking back on it, um, I think that, you know, those things were all definitely true. Um, some of the pieces of value that that maybe I didn't expect um, was the value of interacting not just with um, the kinds of faculty um, who, who you get to spend time with, um, but also just the other peers, um, mm. you know, the friends that you make, the people in your classes, um, the amount of stuff that you can learn from them in a variety of ways. Um, some of it's academic, you know, obviously they've all got these, these interesting academic interests that maybe you haven't come across before, maybe you've never seen it in a certain way before. And also from just such a wide variety of different backgrounds from different countries, um, you know, different different sort of, uh, you know, academic alignments in terms of uh, what they're looking for um, after college, all of that kind of stuff was just sort of fascinating for me. And reflecting back on that, I think actually that is the biggest piece of value um, Mm. that you get out of a school like this, in my opinion, um, because you come out and you have this network of of people who not just, you know, inspire you and, and, and who you can also learn from but also the sort of opportunities that just knowing those kind of people bring in the future. Is it better than you thought? Is it more than the wildest dreams type scenario of what your college experience could be? Or was it like on par or was it kind of like, yeah, it was a lot of work and I met some nice people and now I'm ready for the next chapter. Like where do you, or is it depending on the day and your mood type of thing that changes? (laughs) Yeah, look, I think it is, Um, you know, uh, going, going to college is a, is really, an interesting ride because you grow a lot as a person. And so there are a lot of challenges that come with that, that you, you may or may not expect. 
Um, I think on balance, I'm really, really happy with the decision that I made. I think in a lot of ways, it was even better than I expected. Um, there are, of course, things that come up that, that maybe you weren't expecting, but you know, it's, uh, it's like you've got the type one and the type two fun, you know, and sometimes you look back on that and you go, that was a big challenge, but I'm really happy that I went through that because I think I'm better for it. Mm. I think it's a mix of all of the above there. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, now, yeah, the master's is an interesting decision. Uh, you know, we often chat with, or I often chat with students who are interested in doing computer science. They want to go to, you know, the US. Uh, they are not really sure whether they uh, want to go as a postgrad or an undergrad. My general thought is, uh, you know, the playing field is more level as a high schooler going across to the US and trying to get into a postgrad course at somewhere like Stanford. They're probably going to take a lot of students who have done their undergrad at a top performing university, like you did at Stanford, you did your undergrad, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, that's a pretty good sign that you're a good fit for a master's as well. So generally speaking, uh, who was in your cohort for the master's uh, program? Was it mostly students from other top US colleges or were there some students from Australia and New Zealand that you were like, oh, you did your undergrad at Auckland or you did your undergrad in you know, Australia or Singapore or China, whatever it might be, and they're joining you in the master's cohort? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think by and large, it's it's majority uh, students who've attended their undergrad studies uh, in the US. Um, there are students from other countries um, who I've met. I think you're you're right um, in that you know it is a more level playing field coming out of high school, and I think that you know trying to do your undergraduate study in the area that you sort of envisage um, you want to spend time in the future and is important for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it just gives you two chances to get yourself into that kind of position in the first place, mm-hmm. and the second thing is that you know master's degrees are quite short, and um, you know I definitely meant what I said when I think that most of the value of going to a place like this is the people that you meet. And so the more time that you spend there, it's just the more opportunity to make the most of that kind of value. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then in terms of what value, aside from the people, in like the learning, uh, Mm. what does the master's cover that the undergrad does not? Because I would have thought that if you're doing your undergrad in CS at Stanford, you'll come away knowing almost everything there is to know about computer science. Uh, but obviously there's still more to know. What are some of the things you're working on in the master's program that you didn't really see in the undergrad? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, So I think that, you know, a a good computer science undergraduate program will give you a high breadth of knowledge across the field and it'll sort of empower you with the skill sets where you could be sort of independently going into a new area and going, okay, I've got all the basic pieces in place here. Now I want to sort of achieve this particular goal so I've, I've sort of got the right tools in the toolbox where I can find out what I don't know and I'm ready to get to that point. The master's degree builds upon that. You can sort of uh, get a slightly higher degree of depth in a particular area that you're interested in. You spend a little more, a bit more time doing independent work and uh, you know sort of research-oriented work. Um, so a lot of uh, what I've been working on throughout the master's degrees are projects either solo or with one or two other people on the team Um, where we sort of have gone into a higher degree of depth uh, into a particular problem space than you would as an undergraduate. Um, And I think by doing that, uh, it's just another set of skills um, that you can kind of unlock. Awesome. Awesome. And for uh, the future for you, like you're graduating in a month, obviously, as you mentioned, you're doing work with Revision Village, bringing that into the Crimson ecosystem. And I'm sure that's no easy feat because I know that's a, that was a, a big 
uh, chess piece, I guess, that got moved into the, the crimson chessboard. Um, I like that analogy. I'm going to use that one in future, I think. Uh, but, yeah, we'd love to kind of know, like, what does a, a student or a young man now armed with these types of degrees, uh, you know, these kind of letters next to your name showing that, yeah, Stanford Masters, computer science, et cetera, how do you view the world and the opportunities that are in it? Like, do you are you more considering the entrepreneurial path? Are you more kind of looking at some of the world's biggest companies? Like, and and are they all open to you, or do you still need to kind of like push the door to try and get in, even though you do have an undergrad and masters from Stanford? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I think there are a lot of doors that are open to you. So, there are a couple of main pathways that you know people who are graduating from a program like this consider. Um, one is joining, you know, one of these really cool companies as a software engineer or actually as a product manager. Um, those are sort of two of the routes. Some people are going into consulting. Some people are taking that entrepreneurial pathway. And in every single one of those cases, um, having the sort of credibility that a degree from a place like Stanford gives you is enormously helpful in convincing other people that you know your stuff and getting other people to take you really seriously. Um, there's certainly like a lot more to do and a lot more to prove and sort of learn in, in life. But I think it's a really good um, starting point that just puts you on a trajectory where, you know, doors are open to you. That would be a lot harder to open without that. Mm, yes. I, I know that uh, in Jamie's book, uh, Accepted, which is, uh, you know, I actually read a couple of pages of it. And uh, one of the things that he talks about is signaling and the idea that these colleges signal to, you know, once you graduate from them or, you know, master's or undergrad level, uh, it signals to companies that you mean business, that you're not there for a, you know, a, 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 well, that the fact that you could be there for a short time and make big impact um, or that you've been able to uh, mix it with the best of them, I guess, and you probably are the best of them, which is uh, always good to have as a, as a signal next to your resume for sure. Uh, any final advice that we want to give to our lovely listeners uh, before departing? I mean, you're uh, a, a wise old man now. I mean, he, listeners can't see, but he's got a, a rugged, rusty red beard and uh, obviously aged by the masters at Stanford. Uh, but yeah, give us a bit of a, an insight into what advice you would give looking back, you know, if you were uh, Harry, 17 years of age, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I think really, you know, put yourself out there for interesting opportunities um, that are really hard. Um, you know, uh, taking advantage of or sort of making the most of the skills that you have, um, pushing for things that might seem harder to achieve than you think. Um, because, you know, one thing that Stanford has taught me is that you can almost trigger a chain reaction of events by getting one of those things. So even if you're, you know, even if you're working on a couple of things that are really, really challenging, if one of them comes off, it sort of starts the dominoes to, to really unlock a lot of amazing future opportunities in there. So, you know, it, whether that's, you know, applying to a, a really cool university program that you're interested in or otherwise, um, I would say, you know, take advantage of that. Um, take advantage of, uh, you know, the, the kinds of cool people around you who you can learn from. And, uh, yeah, go hard with it. That is a, a terrific advice, particularly when the Uber Global Hackathon is on offer. I think that would fall into that category very, very nicely. In fact, actually, so so interesting that you mentioned that the domino effect. You know, I've interviewed the past winners of the Tiger Global Case Comp, 
And they themselves were like, we had no kind of thought or, or idea that we would end up winning this competition. And, you know, they were very competent young people, but they were super surprised that they won. And the kind of chain of events that, you know, came after that and the career defining thing in their high school now is being a part or being a winner of the Tiger Global Case Comp. So the students, 100%, get involved in the Uber Global Hackathon. Uh, I'll put that link in the show notes. But Harry, thank you so much for sharing your insights into your journey at Stanford. And uh, we hope students can join the Uber Global Hackathon and maybe one day be lucky enough to be in the same alumni clubs as, as yourself there. So yeah, thank you very much for joining and I look forward to sharing this episode far and wide. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thanks for listening to Top of the Class. Subscribe for future episodes. For show notes and to plan your best future, head to crimsoneducation.org.